You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast, the Lynx podcast, and today we have our Captain Lynx, the uh, the captain of the ship, uh, our superintendent, Jared Larson. Dr. Jared, thank you for joining us on the Lynx podcast. Uh, thanks for letting us borrow the name as well. Uh, I like that. So uh, it's great to have you here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Look forward to uh, the conversation. Cool. Well, I have had the privilege um, to, you know, get to know you a little bit over the years. Uh, approximately, I moved to Brandon about the same time you did. And so we've had the chance to, to 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 talk a little bit. But our hope today is to, obviously, to hear more of your story. Um was uh, actually just at a family vacation. We're coming back and I drove past an old Highway 12 <laughs> and I saw, it's Timber Lake, right? That's where you were before you came to Brandon, right? Yes, sir. Prior to uh, prior to the superintendency prior. in Brandon Valley, I was the superintendent in Timberlake. Yeah, that's a little ways from Brandon. A few hours times three or so. I was like, I was like Timberlake. Oh yeah, that's Doctor Larson's. Now that that was now was that your hometown or or no? Uh, no, no, that was uh, that happened to be the the uh, school where I got my first teaching job. Um, so I I started my teaching career there. Uh, and then uh, made my way back uh, when their uh, longtime superintendent uh, retired. Okay. So growing up, where was home before you got into your first teaching job? Where was where was home? Sure. So uh, I am the youngest of three boys. Uh, Frank and Diane Larson are my folks. Uh, my dad was a longtime school administrator in the state of South Dakota. Uh, my mom was a home ec teacher. Um, so, uh, had educators as parents, uh, small town kid, uh, grew up in Crestbard, South Dakota, uh, just Southwest of, uh, Aberdeen, uh, spent a little bit of time in Mobridge and a little bit of time in Huron before ultimately, uh, ending back up in Crestbard and graduating from high school, uh, oh, wow. there. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, proceeded to pursue, uh, uh, my college, uh, my college degrees, ended up graduating, from Dakota State University with a bachelor's in elementary education and uh, did my graduate work at uh, South Dakota State University. Uh, Wayne State is where I got my specialist, and then I got my doc from uh, the University of South Dakota. Wow. So you've, get, you've kind of touched a lot of bases in South Dakota. You got SDSU, DSU, <laughs> USD. Yeah, I was covering them all. Yeah, I was laughing with somebody the other day when uh, they were they were chatting or this last uh, basketball season when they were talking about the Summit League, and I can cheer for uh, for either the Yotes or the Rabbits, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. I can uh, I can make either work or the Trojans. Yes, absolutely, or the Trojans. They're, uh it's been cool to see the last couple of uh, last couple of months. The stuff's coming out on their new facility that's coming, that athletic facility, wellness facility that they're coming up with. That's going to be going to be huge for the community, of Madison. Yeah, they're doing a lot of tremendous things there uh, at Dakota State and also uh, in Madison. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. So, so that call to education, I, we, you know, that was kind of, was it a, was it a, did you always know that or was it something that you kind of later in life, you're like, oh, this is what I'm going to do? Or, or t- how did you get invested in education? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, so, so growing up, I really knew two, you could do two things. I knew that you could be a teacher 
or you could be a farmer. And it just so happened my folks weren't going to be uh, uh, giving me any ground to work or a farm to uh, a farm to uh, grow into. Uh, so I pursued education, and uh, it just uh, just kind of fit. Sure, sure. Now you you mentioned other brothers. Are are, are your brothers? Are they in, in education as well? Or they are. So, uh, like I said, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, my oldest brother Heath is the superintendent of the Chester Area School District, just uh, just north of uh, Sioux Falls. And then uh, I would note he's married to uh, Misty. Uh, okay. They have uh, three beautiful children. And then uh, my middle brother Christopher is a surgeon um, for Avera up in Aberdeen. Uh, he's married to uh, Melissa, and they have. I don't even know how many kids. There's too many for me to even remember and count. I'd leave one out if I if I even tried. So yeah, two older uh, two older brothers. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I'm really uh, really fortunate to grow up in the family that I did and have the the love and support that uh, that I did along the way. And uh, they were they were there to uh, pat you on the back when things went well, and they were also there to uh, pick you up and help you along the way when uh, things didn't go so well. So really fortunate. So, so I, I'm, I have two boys in my family. I'm the oldest. So from the youngest perspective, so, so when you have a, a day where you're maybe a tough day at the office or you got something that's maybe frustrating you, I mean, do you call dad and ask for advice? Do you call your brother? Do you call both? How, how does that work? I mean, do you have that kind of relationship or do you just kind of <laughs> leave that to... Yeah, I have a I have a very strong relationship with my oldest brother, just given the, the similarities in the line of work. Um, we have a lot of uh, similar challenges, a lot of, a lot of uh, similar uh, things to work through. So uh, that's uh, that's a tremendous resource for me. Um, I would say I, it all depends. Every one of them will pick up the phone. Uh, if I have any medical questions, I'm certainly not calling Heath. <laughs> I, I ring I ring Chris up, and his advice is always rock solid. So. Uh, yeah, it depends, depends on the circumstance, but, uh, they're, they're a tremendous support system. Um, but yeah, once I, uh, once I, um, got out of the nest, um, met my wife, Amanda, uh, we were married, uh, about 15 years ago, I think. Okay. And, uh, I have two children. Uh, Croy is our oldest son, um, or our oldest child. Uh, he's 11. Uh, our daughter Vea is seven. Um. They're, they're good kids and yeah. bleed red and black, man. Yeah. I mean, they they uh, they uh, they love the links. So um, all in all, I would say uh, just really really fortunate and really blessed to uh, have the family support system that I do. Um, given the nature of my work, it's high stress, it's high pressure, uh, it's a lot of time. But uh, thanks to their support, um, I think I, uh, I think I do a nice job of navigating challenges. Yeah. So you and Amanda. So so now. Do you do you take the kids to school? Does Amanda take them, or do they ride the bus? We've done all of it. Okay. Um, okay. Croy has ridden the bus uh, previous years. Um, I've taken them. Amanda's taken them. Okay. Uh, we, it's it's just a team effort. Uh, most most recently, I would say that um, Amanda has been responsible for uh, chartering them. Back and forth, uh, so yeah, she's uh, she's uh, currently working as a uh, substitute school nurse for us oh, okay. uh, due to the COVID nineteen pandemic and needing that additional support. Uh, when my daughter went to kindergarten, she was able to uh, help the district out and okay. work in that type of substitute capacity. So 
um, that's been uh, that's been great for the school district, but also uh, really good for her to uh, be able to have a, a, a schedule that coordinates with mm-hmm. the kids, and uh, she can she can drop them off and pick them up. <laughs> yeah, nice. That is, that is a blessing uh, to have that. Uh, you you, uh, you you've been in Brandon here now. This. 22-23 school year will be your seventh. Seventh. Yep. Okay. We've been we've we've been here. Uh we've completed six and we're working on seven, I think, is the the last number I yeah. had. When you obviously the the events of the last two years were not foreseen, but from from the time you came here, you really, I I believe, did a really excellent job of establishing a culture and setting expectations to really set the bar for, for excellence. And, it, and it's hard to improve on a school district like Brandon, really. I mean, there wasn't a lot necessarily broke. Oh, of course not. But you've you've done a talk, – talk to us a little bit about kind of the elements of your plan. Uh, that's one of the things that I admire about you is your, your strategic leadership. Yeah. And, you know, kind of always having all these pieces moving around. But talk a little bit about your – kind of your philosophy of hiring, educating, managing – where does it come from? How would you express it to somebody who's maybe thinking about coming to Brandon or somebody who's recently here? The Lynx Way, I know, is kind of your – that's kind of – you coined that a little bit. Uh, but talk to us about what what you look for in a school experience for, for students, teachers, staff. It's a big question. Yeah. I'm trying to narrow it down. Yeah, it, it won't be narrow. We'll, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll wind our way around it. Um, I think the first thing I would say is that um, – I'm really driven. I'm really driven to, uh, by success. I'm really driven by achievement. I'm really driven uh, for results. I'm a results-driven person, um, and I've always felt that success is the it, it, success is it's simple. It's not easy. Um, get committed. Be disciplined. Stay focused. Uh, those three things, in and of themselves, um, are extremely difficult to do and to maintain, but incredibly important for success. So. Uh, I would say that um, that is kind of what I'm grounded in. Uh, I'm very, very, very passionate about uh, student achievement and making certain that our our students are achieving at the highest level possible. And in uh, and in the the K twelve world, um, I firmly believe that 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 means you have to be committed to the basics. Um, mm-hmm. You have to you have to do the fundamental things that lead to student success extremely well. Um, that, uh, that starts, you know, that starts in the academic world with, um, uh, reading. I mean, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, uh, reading and our district reading protocol and the, uh, stress and, or, um, priority that we put mm-hmm. on teaching kids to read is a primary driver in all of our success. Um, and then you compound that with relationships. And uh, empowering your staff to uh, do what they know works and what uh, helps kids learn. So that's a that's a student achievement component. Um, and then I'd also say I'm very passionate about uh, student character and uh, developing kids that have uh, strong character. And that's where the Lynx Way really uh, really came in. Um, the first year I was here, the administrative team and I spent one year uh, talking about what we want all kids to be, what we want all links to be. Um, and uh, after 
10 months, we, we narrowed it down because we knew, you, we, we knew it couldn't be long. We knew it couldn't be too much. It had to be simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, uh, that's where the links way and ultimately the um, five character traits that we've outlined that we want all links to be um, came from. You know, we want kids to be respectful, responsible, safe, kind, active learners. And uh, mm-hmm. if the kids walk out of our system uh, and they are those things, I will... Um, I will feel really, really good about yeah. uh, the job that's been done. So um, student achievement, uh, development of student character, uh, two things that uh, I guess I'm really passionate about. You mentioned it um, a little bit earlier, but I try to be incredibly purposeful and strategic in uh, everything that <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do and every plan that I lay out. Um, we, we work really hard at trying to communicate to our patrons at a high level Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's going on and what's coming. You know, if you, uh, if you wanted to talk about facilities, cause that's something that, uh, folks like to talk about, they say, um, they say things like, oh, how are you going to manage your growth? You know, you're growing, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? Well, if you'd like to know how we look, uh, 20 years from now, BV Vision 2040 is, uh, our long range facility plan, which outlines, you know, how we manage student growth up to having, you know, 7,400 some odd kiddos. So, um, Yeah. It's simple. It's not easy. Wait, so stop the tape. Back up. <laughs> Did you say seventy four hundred? Yeah, seventy four hundred. And that's junior Co- K. Yeah, that's K twelve. That's a couple. That's probably a couple decades out. Twenty four wow. year twenty thirty five to twenty forty two. Okay. I mean, there's you know a little bit depends on population growth and whatnot, but that would be about yeah. how it goes. What, what's our total population? in the school district now? What's our enrollment now? Uh, right at 4,900. We'll be close to 5,000 this uh, this fall. What was it when you started seven years ago? What was the enrollment? Uh, 42, 4,100, something like that. So, I, I don't even know off the top of my head. I have to look. Yeah. <laughs> Check, uh, check the numbers. I, I was, it was interesting to be in a uh, school board meeting recently and, and I, I think it was preparing to lay out the the budget and the priorities for the next school year. And obviously the addition to the high school, talk about yeah. why we're adding on to a high school, why we're creating more space rather than going like a, you know, Lakeville, Minnesota model of going, Hey, let's go North and South. I mean, cause, cause I think people ask that question in the, in your role of leadership, talk about what's important about having a one high school district. Sure. So, uh, upon my arrival six, seven years ago, whatever it was, um, was written reviewing the, uh, facility review committee work that had been done in previous years. And, uh, in addition to that, um, engaged in a 100 day entrance plan where I spoke with, um, uh, I, Lots of folks that were selected by uh, leadership within uh, within the the district as well as in the city, and the resounding message was, "We want one high school. We want one high school. We don't want to have two high schools. We want we're all links." Uh, so we were tasked with figuring out a good strategic way to keep that a reality for Brandon Valley. Uh, for what I would say is the foreseeable future, sure. um, and ultimately, what that uh, what that was is 
an addition on the high school, which will take the, our high school, our current high school capacity is just about, just, just a shade over 1,400. I think it's 1,425. Um, and we don't have quite that many kids uh, at the high school. There's 1,350 or so. Um, but uh, long story short, the addition that we're putting on, uh, we'll put on another 25, 20 some odd classrooms and ultimately take the capacity of that high school to just over 2,000 kids. So similar to, and if you, if you think that sounds like a lot, mm -hmm. um, that would be smaller than like uh, Roosevelt um, was at one time, smaller than uh, Washington was at one time. So it's it's a large double-A high school in the state of South Dakota. Mm -hmm. So 2,000 is not unreasonable. Um, but we're also a little landlocked at the sure. high school, so there's not a lot of other addition opportunities to make it greater than 2,000. So that's where we really uh, began to have that strategic conversation about, okay, when we get that big, what type of innovative programming can we do off-site mm -hmm. to pull capacity out of the high school? And that's where um, an academy concept at Valley Springs uh, really became um, really became an idea. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, when we build an elementary on the east side of Brandon, which uh, is slated to uh, happen here in the next few years, uh, I think we have a tentative opening date for that project in like uh, 2025, the fall of 2025. Uh, the concept is that the Valley Springs Elementary will close um, and Robert Bennis Elementary, because it's almost full, uh, those two buildings will really make up a, mo a majority of the kids that get moved into our brand new building on the east side. And then we will have the ability to begin to prepare uh, the Valley Springs site uh, for an academy that will be innovative and provide our kids with some type of programming opportunities that are not currently available mm -hmm. at the high school. Um, career and technical education is a is a is a common um, a common uh, theme or topic mm -hmm. that's talked about for that academy. Um, could do something with a STEM academy. Um, we could do something with a fine arts academy. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the possibilities are really at this point in time endless because sure. we haven't made a determination uh, because it's, you know, 10, 12 years down the road. Yeah, so right. when we get when we get closer, uh, when we get closer, we'll make that decision. But it at least um, at least we've been able to outline for our patrons, hey, we're going to be one high school yeah. for uh, – well, I'll be long retired before they need a second sure. high school, and that'll be somebody else's circus. Because that that space is for you to create. So then that academy, uh, and there's one in Sioux Falls that it would it be similar to that. I, and I'm dro I'm dropping the name here. I'm, in Sioux Falls, there's a a school. I'm, I'm missing yeah, the name of it. They have a CTE academy that we actually buy slots at right now. Send okay. send kids to. Yeah, the concept would be. For example, you're a junior in high school. Instead of being in Brandon Valley High School on site where the site currently is, maybe you spend your morning over at the academy and you do um, the off-site academy and you do um, robotics and you do um, mechanical engineering and then you come back to the high school for uh, your English class, your social studies class, your science class. And there will be some moving on and off site, some shuttle busing, obviously some of those various types of things. But gotcha. the concept is instead of having a 2000 student high school, because that's all you have room for really in terms of on site, once the addition is done, you increase that capacity by another 600 or so kids because sure. they are, they can be at the academy at a different time. 
And, and uh, this is just curiosity, and, and I think I, I know of some students who one of them graduated this last year, and after COVID, they opted to distance educate from home. Sure. Is that, do you see that as a trend that's going to continue to grow, or is that a trend that's going to just kind of go away? Or do you think public education remotely from home is, is that a part of the, or are you, you're not sure? I don't know. Yeah, you tell I, me. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, what I think happened during COVID is educators and public education never became more valued and never became more respected. And parents in the community um, recognized that having kids in school was the very best place for them. And uh, distance learning is something that we do offer. We have a K-12 distance learning academy. Um, we have seen participation greatly decrease. Um, now, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing for a certain handful of kids mm -hmm. um, but from what I am observing, it is not the way of the future. Um, I would tell you that um, what we did this last year, my message to my entire staff and my message that was reinforced to my administration uh, throughout the entirety of the year was uh, block out the noise, get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Block out the noise, get back to the basics. And... Uh, call it really a traditional mentality, but mm -hmm. we did that um, this year. And quite frankly, the, our, student, our student achievement results, which haven't been made public yet, but will, uh, I don't think they've ever been higher. So um, we responded from we responded to the COVID-19 uh, COVID closure and pandemic uh, in great fashion, in my opinion. And it had to do mostly with um, the reinforcement of stick to the fundamental principles yeah. of what lead to success, focus on that block out the noise. That's yeah, great. That's a good message. I, I think, you know, from a, you know, being a, a coach and a teacher myself, you know, I, I think it's not about the plays you have in the playbook. It's the ones that you can execute on the field. And uh, I appreciate that about the Brandon Valley school district. Um, there is such a thing as overcomplicating. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, that's a real, that's a real phenomenon. We can, we can uh, glamorize, you know, and being a, you know, being a teacher, I mean, it go, there's trends that education goes through. There's, there's fads, mm -hmm. but it comes down to the basics, you know, and doing those, executing those basics well. Um, talk a little bit about, if you would, I, I know this is something you're, you're a champion in terms of the teachers um, in the district. I mean, talk a little bit about your staff when it comes to the teaching end. I mean, just maybe What's been your gauge? You've you've taught. You've been around the block yeah. educationally. Talk about the teachers in Brandon. Well, you know the number one factor in student achievement uh, that a school can control is the quality of teacher. I mean, it, it is the number one factor that uh, that drives student uh, that drives student success. That a school has the ability to manage, dictate, and control. And at the end of the day, uh, because of a lot of factors. We are so fortunate in the Brandon Valley School District where we're able to recruit and retain the very best teachers available. Um, it, you know, it's a community thing. People want to live in Brandon. You want to know why you want to live in Brandon? Uh, because it's the safest city in South Dakota. I mean, they've, they, win, uh, they win multiple awards year in and year out uh, for a wide variety of things. But people, it's a, it's a community that people are drawn to and they want to, uh, they want to have the amenities of Southeastern South Dakota 
um, but yet have that small town feel. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great mix, for lack of a better phrase. It's uh, it's not just uh, the school um, doing a great job and creating success. Uh, it really is uh, it really is the attraction of the community, the attraction of the area, uh, that allows us to recruit and retain those those top quality teachers, um, as well as our as well as our administration and our leaders. We're able to recruit mm-hmm. incredibly skilled and talented people to lead our respective buildings. And uh, and they drive and they drive uh, student achievements. So um, it's uh, the, the 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 magic the magic is in the mixture is mm-hmm. what I would tell you. And it's um, it's a matter of people wanting to be in be in uh, be in our community um, because they have high expectations for their school and the school performs well. Well, guess what? When people that move in have high expectations for your school and support the school, the school <laughs> continues to perform well. Right. Um, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly a it's certainly a magical mixture. Well, I I think you know I having you know having kids that have been in the district myself, and I think about different scenarios and different interactions. The majority of those come student to teacher, and and some of those, you know, I I just say you know that I'm extremely grateful for, and and working in the community as well. I hear so many stories of teachers that are here to make a difference and they see their purpose as really, you know, is raising up, you know, raising up kids and teaching them the basics. And I mean, we could talk, I could go on, you know, about teachers and, but that's a reflection of the leadership of our district and not only our community, but our, but our leadership in our district that says, Hey, we're going to hold the bar here. And, um, I, uh, I just, I'm very, very grateful for your, for your leadership there and, and demanding that, um, because ultimately the, product is, you know, you're, you're raising up, sending out people, you know, and young people in our world today. And, uh, so I appreciate what you do, Jared. Thank you for coming and taking some time. Did we miss anything? I mean, is there anything, you know, coming up, this will be airing around the time school starts. Is there anything just off the top of your head that you'd, I know, you know, you're, you have a weekly column in the paper. I do. Yeah. Um, I think that if I, uh, if I was to encourage our, uh, our patrons, um, if they want to Stay informed. Uh, the soup's on is in the in the newspaper, uh, but it's also located on our website. On my website, uh, it's uh, my weekly. I don't know if it's called a blog. I've <laughs> I don't know if I would give it that much credit, but it's a it's a weekly column of some sort, yeah. um, providing updates within the district and happenings. And then also, if folks are interested in the um, high school construction process and project. Uh, we did develop a centralized communication hub um, for the twenty twenty two. Uh, Brennan Valley High School Classroom Edition. It's a centrally or lo- centralized website uh, that will provide our families and our patrons information regarding timeline, um, regarding uh, parking, regarding the bus loop. Just all of that stuff will be housed in one respective spot uh, so that folks are able to know right where to go to uh, to take a look. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I know we talked a little bit about substitute, you know, substitute roles, substitute teachers are a need. Um, I, I'm aware the need for, for bus drivers. Uh, are, are, talk about the needs, the people that are living in our community that aren't involved. What are some needs, ways we can get involved? Uh, any come to mind right away that you would say? I, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. We'll take... We'll take a couple, uh, couple of dozen more bus drivers. We have some uh, classified positions in terms of uh, custodial, child nutrition, um, EA positions. Uh, there's, 
Yeah, there's no shortage of uh, opportunity uh, for employment within the district. If someone is uh, if someone is interested, they should certainly fill out a, an application, and uh, we'd look forward to uh, we'd look forward to running them through the interview process. Cool, cool. Well, Jared, thank you, and to Amanda and your family, appreciate you you taking time out of your day to come share with us and yeah, the community of Brandon. So. Absolutely. Well, I'm incredibly humbled to have the opportunity to. Uh, to lead the Brandon Valley School District and uh, my family and I are, are incredibly blessed to live in the community that we do and uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't be happier. Uh, at the end of the day, we're bleeding red and black. Uh, go Lynx. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!